Thank you, Brother Terry. My goodness, I hope you know that man. I don't know what you're going through, but I know one thing. God can help you if you'll let him help you, and so I pray that you'll do that. Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, if you would, turn to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. We're going to read verses 18 through 30. We're going to be sharing a sermon this morning that I've entitled, Who Are You Standing With? Who are you standing with? From John 13, verse 18 through 30, and we'll share other verses as we go along. So if you would, if you're able, health-wise, please stand out of reverence and as we read God's inerrant, infallible, inspired word. John chapter 13, verse 18 through 30. Jesus is speaking. I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I've chosen, but that the scripture may be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. Now I tell you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe that I am he. Most assuredly, I say to you, He who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. When Jesus had said these things, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Most assuredly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And then the disciples looked at one another, perplexed about whom he spoke. Now there was a there was leaning on Jesus' bosom one of his disciples whom Jesus loved, Simon Peter, therefore mentioned to him to ask who it was of whom he spoke. Then leaning back on Jesus' breast, he said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is he whom I shall give a piece of bread when I have dipped it. And having dipped the bread, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. Now after the piece of bread, Satan entered him. Then Jesus said to him, Judas, What you do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew for what reason he said this to him. For some thought, because Judas had the money box, that Jesus had said to him, Buy those things we need for the feast, or that he should give something to the poor. And having received the piece of bread, he then went out immediately, and it was night. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to worship you. And now, O God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts through your word. Give me the right words to say, Father, the words that you would have me to say, the Spirit to say them in. Be with each person here. Let us realize this message is not to a group of men in days gone by, but the message is to us today. So help us to realize you're speaking to us as we hear your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you and please be seated. Several years ago, I had a dear friend who was a professed Christian. He was a Christian. He was very faithful in attending church. He was very faithful serving the church. He was a key leader in our church. He served uh, as chairman of various committees. He served as the director of some uh, different types of projects we would have going on. 
But over a short period of time, I noticed a change in his attendance. I noticed a change in his faithfulness. I noticed a change in his behavior. And he began to revert back to kind of his old self. He began to revert back and practice some sins previous to his profession of faith. He began to hang with the wrong crowd. And many in that wrong crowd opposed God. They opposed his son, Jesus Christ. They opposed his church. They opposed God's people. And one day as I was reading John chapter 18, if you'll look at that just for a moment. John chapter 18, it'll be on your screen. John chapter 18, verse 5. I was reading this passage of Scripture. And God spoke to me as I read John 18, verses 1 through 5. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples over the brook of Kidron, where there was a garden which he and his disciples entered. And Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. Then Judas, having received a detachment of troops and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all these things would come upon him, he went forward and he said to them, Whom are you seeking? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus said to them, I am he. And Judas, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Now as I read verse 5, God spoke to me. And as I read that verse, God just simply said, Sammy, I want you to go to so-and-so. I want you to go to that friend. And I want you to read that passage to that person, to him. And I want you to ask him a question when you finish reading. I want you to ask him this. Does it bother you that you're standing with them and not with him? Does it bother you that you're standing with them and not with him? And so late one afternoon, I made that trip to my friend's house. And I read this passage of scripture. I said, listen, I didn't plan necessarily to be here today, but I was reading my Bible and God spoke to me in a passage and God told me to come and visit you and read this passage to you and ask you a question. And I read that passage to him and I asked him the question. I said, does it bother you that you're standing with them and not with him? And he looked me straight in the eye. I'll never forget it. He looked me straight in the eyes and he said, not one bit. That's what he said. Now, John 13, 18 through 30, is about a person by the name of Judas. Now, the name Judas, the name itself was a noble name. His name meant praise. However, Judas took that noble name down, he took it down to death, he took it further than death, he took that noble name all the way down to hell. We wouldn't name our dog Judas. Judas is a, a, a name that we tried to avoid. We wouldn't, we wouldn't name our, our dog Judas, let alone name our children Judas. 
Who would ever want a child named after the man who is known in the Bible as the one who betrayed the Son of God? But the Lord Jesus said this about this man and about his name. The Lord Jesus said that it would have been better if this man had never been born. Think of that. I was looking over the birthdays and November calendar yesterday, and I saw all these names, and every name on that November calendar and every name on our birthday list on the calendar, we have your birthday We'll, we'll put it on our calendar. If you don't see your name, it's called we don't have your birthday. So jot something down, jot your birth. You don't have to put the year. <laughs> just, just, you know, some of you, we're not going to publish the year. Um, but just put your birth date. That'll be fine. And we'll put that on the guy. And I looked at all those names, and I said, man, I'm glad that he was born, and he was born, and he was born, and she was born, and he was born. I looked at Donnie Rayburn's name, and Austin Berry's name, and, and Craig's name, Kenny's name, Reba McCarley's name, Sadie Brooke Parker's name, Ryan Wilburn's name, Jared Pierce's name, Chris Roberts' name, Haley Pierce, Joy Re I'm glad every one of those were born, Amen. Amen. They're born, and I'm glad you were born. But Jesus said it'd been better if Judas had never been born. Jesus, the Son of God, said it would have been better if Judas had never been born. You see, Judas is referred to as the betrayer. He's the betrayer. He's referred to as a devil, referred to as a thief, referred to as the son of perdition. Luke 6, 16 called him a traitor. Now, we know who traitors are. One traitor perhaps you're familiar with, Benedict Arnold. You probably studied Benedict Arnold in high school. He was a traitor. He was a traitor to our country in the Revolution. He betrayed his country during the Revolutionary War. He fought with a continental army. He rose to the rank of major general. But he defected to the, the British... In 1780, do we have a picture of him? Benedict Arnold. He was, he, was a famous, he was a famous person, but he's known more about being a traitor. George Washington placed him in command at West Point. Arnold pla placed, uh, George Washington placed Arnold in command, and Arnold developed a plan that he was going to surrender West Point to the British. But Washington found out about his plan, and then when he found out about his plan, Arnold defected to, to the British, and then the British Army, he became a brigadier general of the British Army, and he even led the British Army against some of the troops that he had commanded when he was fighting with General Washington. I mean, he was a traitor. He was no good, low-down traitor to his country. He was a traitor, but he will never compare to Judas Iscariot because he betrayed the Son of God. He was a traitor. Judas was a traitor. Now, think of Judas. Judas had every opportunity, every opportunity to hear Jesus, to hear Jesus pray, to hear Jesus teach, to hear Jesus preach. He had every opportunity. He was placed in a high position with the other disciples, but none of those things moved him. None of those things changed his heart. He was a traitor. 
betraying the Son of God. He betrayed him, betrayed him, if you remember, for 30 pieces of silver. You might say, well, preacher, Brother Sammy, I'd never do that. I would never betray the Son of God. Really? Really, you wouldn't betray the Son of God? You see, some of you may be doing that right now. You never thought about it. Or some of you may be doing it later on and never give it a thought. So the question is, we need to answer today is, what caused Judas to betray Jesus? What caused him to betray Jesus? I got three little points. Number one, if you're taking notes, Judas had the wrong priority. He had the wrong priority. Let me ask you this. What's your, what's your first priority in your life? Your first priority. I know you have a priority list, but what's your number one priority in your life? What's your first priority in your life? Is it your spouse, your children? Is it your job or hobbies, maybe a sport, maybe friends? Or is it Jesus? Is Jesus your first priority? And as politicians would say, let me make myself clear. I've heard that so much. Let me make myself clear. Let me really make myself clear. So listen, if Jesus is not your first priority in your life, you're headed down the road of Judas. Now let that sink in. If he's not your first priority, not on your priority list, not that he's listed, but if he's not your first priority, then you're headed down the road of Judas. Mark that down. Put that in your mind, in your memory. Write it on your heart. If Jesus is not first in your life, you're headed down the road of Judas. Luke 14, verse 26 says this, If anyone come to me and hate not his Hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children and his brothers, his sisters. Yes, his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate. Now that word hate there is not the same definition that we have for hate today. At one time, hate meant love and love meant hate. you know that? But Jesus said, if you, if you come to me and you hate not, now the word hate here means to think less of, to, to love less. Jesus said, if you come to me and you, and, you don't, and you love me less than you do your, your mother and your father and your spouse and your children and your brothers and sisters and your own life also, if you love me less than that list, you can't be my disciple. Now what's he said? I've got to be number one in your life. If you love me less, you can't be my disciple. If I'm not number one in your life, you'll never be my disciple. So the point is, our love for Christ must be so strong that it overrules all the other loves that we have in our life. That's what Jesus said. Our natural love those home ties that we have, those things that come between man and Christ, if, if you have love for others and you have that home tie that binds, 
Jesus said, if those loves come before me, you need to reevaluate your love for me. Matthew chapter 10. Listen to Matthew chapter 10. Mark this scripture down. Verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 34. Do not think Christ, Christ is making a point here about how he brings division. Do not think that I come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I've come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household, and he who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and he who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So who's number one on your list have you betrayed him Luke chapter 5 verse 27 through 28 Levi Jesus said come follow me Levi you know what he did he got up he left it all at the table and he went and he followed Jesus You say, Brother Samuel, what's in it for me to follow Jesus, to give up everybody else as far as my number one loves and follow him? Luke chapter 18, write this scripture down, verse 29 through 30. Peter's, Peter asked Jesus the same question. He said, hey, what's in it for me? We've left it all, Lord. We've left it all. So what's in it for me? Verse 29, so he said to them, As surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. It's worth it to put him number one. It's worth it. To put him number one. And if you don't have him number one, Jesus said you're not worthy of him. You're not worthy of him. He's not just something, just a little friend you carry around with him Monday through Saturday. Forget him on Sunday. And think everything's hunky-dory between you and God. That's not how it works. Peter and Andrew and James and John, they gave up their business. Levi gave up this crooked tax scheme he had going, you know, or scam. He gave that up, and they all left everything, including their families, and they followed Jesus. So is Christ the first priority in your life? And if he's not, what makes you think you have part of the kingdom of God? Judas' first priority was money. He was, he, he had, he, it was money with him, without a doubt. That probably became a cancer and began to eat away at his soul. It was all about money with him. John, even in John 13, 29, Judas, Judas had the bag. He had, New King James said he had the box. He had the money box. He was the treasure of the group. Money was always on his mind. 
If you remember in John 12, Mary anoints the feet of Jesus with this costly perfume, and, and, G- and Judas revealed his first priority by rebuking her. In John 12, verse 4 and 5, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? He got upset because she took expensive perfume and washed the Savior's feet with it. Then dried them with her hair. Hey, hey, you, shouldn't, you should have sold that money. You should have sold that perfume and gave it to the poor. So he revealed his first priorities, material things. And, and don't forget this. Remember this. How you respond to, to what people do for the Lord says volumes about you. Be careful in how you criticize what people do for the Lord. Because that says a lot about you. Judas regarded what this woman did for Jesus as a waste. Why waste it on his feet? Remember this also, nothing is ever wasted if it's bestowed upon the Lord Jesus. It's never wasted. So Judas was at the side of Jesus, but was never on the side of Jesus. He was out there, close in, but he was way away. So there was, those, there was a priority that mastered his life. It was money. A priority that mastered his life more than Jesus mastered his life. If you've got anything mastering your life but Jesus, you've got a spiritual issue going in your life. So the question is, is there, you know, is there a priority in your life that one day may cause you to betray Jesus? So the question is, what caused Judas to betray Jesus? First, he had the wrong priority. Number two, jot this down, and I'm having to hurry, so listen quick. Number two is, his propensity in life led him to betray Jesus. Now, I use that word propensity because I, I had to alliterate my sermon because I had Judas had the wrong priority, and I had to have a P, second point, because third point, I have a P. So I use propensity. Let me tell you what that word means. His, his propensity, his propensity in his life led him. That word propensity means an inclination towards something. It means leaning over towards something. It means bent, bent in a certain direction, bent towards something. His, his, pro, his, his inclination, uh, his bending was not toward Jesus. It's toward something else. A leaning in a certain direction. And if you study the life of Judas, you'll discover that he was leaning toward Betraying Jesus. That's where he was leaning. John chapter, John chapter 13, verse 18. Let me read that. And uh, so what John does, he, he quotes Psalms 41, 9. This verse should have been familiar with Judas. Because it's really speaking of him. He's speaking, John, uh, John 13, verse 18. But... He's quoting Psalm 41, verse 9. Judas should have been familiar with Psalm 41, verse 9. 
Here's what he said. He said, Jesus said, I do not speak concerning all of you. I know whom I've chosen, but that the Scripture may be fulfilled. Psalm 41, verse 9. That the Scripture might be fulfilled. He who eats bread with me has lifted up his heel against me. That This is one of the most telling verses in the Bible about Judas. He quotes Psalm 41, verse 9. He lifted up his heel. That's a picture of a violent hatred towards someone. And if Judas had read Psalm 41, verse 9, he would have seen that it was his picture in that page of Psalm 41, verse 9. But that's the reason a lot of people don't read the Bible, because when they read the Bible, they see themselves, and they don't like what they see in the Bible, so they just don't read the Bible. So as you open the Bible, you're going to see the way you're leaning. You're going to see the way you're, you're bent as you read the Scripture. So we all have this propensity, this leaning to, to betray Jesus. How are you leaning today? What direction? Are you leaning toward Christ today? Or are you leaning away? Did you lean toward Him yesterday or you just came to church to lean toward Him today? How are you leaning toward Jesus? We all have this propensity, this leaning to betray Jesus. John 6, verse 7, 70, Jesus said, One of you is a devil. And then they said what? Lord, is it I? Is it I? Is it, is, it, is it I? Is it I that's going to betray you? You know what they're saying? We have that propensity to do it. And we do too. Probably have already. If not, we will someday. To have that leaning toward betraying Jesus. So they discovered that we all have that propensity to betray Jesus. So the point is, most already, most, most already have at some point. But notice, nobody knew it was Judas. Did you catch that when you're reading the Scripture? Nobody knew it. Is it I? They, they didn't know it was Judas. Judas was trusted by all of those guys. I mean, he was the treasure. He was the treasure because they thought he was honest. They thought he was trustworthy. And each disciple said, hey, is it, is it I? Is it Judas? They didn't say that. Is it, is it me? Is it, is it I? But listen, Judas had the life of an outward saint, but he had the heart of a devil. He had the life of an outward saint. He lived an, He was a hypocrite. He lived the life of an outward saint, but on the inside, Jesus said, you're a devil. Not the devil. It's kind of like Peter, when Peter said, uh, when Peter said, uh, get thee behind me, Satan. Uh, he, he, uh, uh, you know, Jesus, Jesus didn't call Peter the devil. He just said, uh, when Jesus said, when he when he told Peter, Peter said, hey, Jesus explained his crucifixion, his resurrection. He said, never, that's not going to happen. And he said, get thee behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling him Satan. He was saying, what you're doing, you're doing the work of Satan. You're trying to, to get me not to go to the cross, and that's why I came. He's not, calling, he's not calling Judas the devil. He's saying, listen, you're trying, you're trying, you're being used of the devil. 
That's a terrible thing. But nobody thought it was Judas. But Christ, Christ knows the hearts of people. And he looked into the heart of Judas and he said, you're going to betray me. You're going to betray me. And, and thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are hiding, who are out there as, as hypocrites, who are hiding behind their baptism, hiding behind their church membership, hiding behind their giving, hiding behind their leadership, hiding behind church positions, just outward saints, but in their hearts, the Lord Jesus would speak to them and say to them, you're going to deny me one day. You're going to deny me one day. He knows our hearts. If you told old Judas three years prior, you're going to deny the Lord Jesus, he'd say, hey, not me. I'm not going to do that. Never. I never would do that. You see, we rarely think we will do what we will do. But he did. We would never think. I never would... You know, some people say, well, I never would be a drug addict, or I never be a drunkard, or I mean, I never would be a thief. And it just works out that way in their life. But yet they think they would never be that way. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't start out to be that. They think they would never be that. They never would think they'd sell out to the Lord. Preacher, it'll never happen to me. But just stop and look at your propensity, the way that you're leaning right now. How are you leaning? Toward him? Away from him? Perhaps a, a young girl viewing this worship service, YouTube, Facebook, or here today, or a young woman. I mean, one's thinking about yielding up her purity to the pressure of a boyfriend. You're selling out the one who died for you to be pure. Maybe it's a person here thinking about going through a, a dishonest business deal. You're betraying the one who died that you might be honest. Today we all need to stop and look at the way that we're leaning. Toward him or away from him. How could Jesus, and I believe my mic went out correct. How could Jesus... How could Judas betray Christ? Wrong priority. His propensity in life. He's meant to do evil. And let me give you this and I'll close. He was a profane person. There's my other P. He was a profane person. You say, did he curse? I, I don't know if he cursed. Did he use profanity? I don't know. Did he use bad language? Let me tell you what profane means here. A profane person is a person who has no room whatsoever in their life for God. That's a profane person. If you're here today and you've never trusted Christ, you have no room in your life for God, then you're a profane person. He was a profane person. He didn't have any room for Jesus in his life. A person who has utter contempt and disregard for God. And let me go a step further. And the things of God, including the church. A person who has, has, that person has no room whatsoever in their life for God or the things for God. That is a profane person. 
Now you can see the characteristics in Judas' life. He went to the priest. He goes to the priest. And he made a deal with the priest for 30 pieces of silver to deliver Jesus to them. Jesus was in the garden with his disciples praying. And after he finished praying, he, he comes out and he was met with a band of soldiers. We don't really know, from 200 to 600, somewhere along in there. And then in John chapter 18, let's look at that just a moment. John 18, back at verse 1. When Jesus spoke these words, he went out to the disciples to the brook of Kidron where there was a garden and he and his disciples entered and Judas who betrayed him also knew the place for Jesus often met there with his disciples and Judas having received a detachment of troops 200 to 600 somewhere along in there and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees came with the lanterns and torches and weapons Jesus therefore knowing all things that would come upon him he went forward and said to him whom are you seeking and they answered, and Jesus of Nazareth, and Jesus said, I'm he, Judas said, who betrayed him, also stood with them. Judas stood with them and not with him. Now let me say this, mark this down. A person will always stand where their heart is. They'll always stand where their heart is. So who are you standing with today? Are you standing today? Are you standing with them, the enemies of Christ? Or are you standing with Christ? Where are you standing in regards to a moral issue at election time? Standing with them or are you standing with him? Where are you standing when the cause of Christ is under attack? Are you standing with them or are you standing with him? So what caused Judas to betray Jesus? A wrong priority, his propensity of life, and he was a profane person. He had no use whatsoever of God, or the th of Jesus, or the things of God. That's a profane person. Now, there's no record where Judas repented. He, he felt remorse, but he never repented. Judas was an example of Matthew 7, 21. Not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of the Father which is in heaven. He was an example of Matthew 7, 21. He was a lost preacher. He, he was a thief. He had a profession, but he didn't have a possession. John 13, 30, Jesus indicated that he had never been cleansed. Jesus said this, John 13, 30, you are clean, speaking to his disciples as a group, but not all of you are. There's one not. He said you're clean, but not all are clean. In John 17, verse 12, Jesus told Judas that he was lost. He's lost. That was his issue, lost. And so this invitation that we're fixing to have in just a moment, First of all, ask yourself, do I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ or is he just an acquaintance that I know? Is he my, is he my Lord? Is he my Savior? Is he my friend? Is he my friend that sticks closer than a brother? Do I know him that way? I like what, uh, what Dr. Glenn Cummins said. Dr. Glenn Cummins wrote a book on the study of the Twelve Apostles. And Dr. Glenn Cummins is the son 
of the late John Cummins and the son of Miss Lucy Cummins that attends our church. He's written several books, and this he wrote on the apostles. And, and I like what he said. He said this, Judas was on the church row, but not the heavens row. Judas was reformed, but not reborn. Judas was, he was confirmed, but he was not converted. Judas had a profession, but he didn't have a possession. Titus 1 verse 16 says, they profess they know God, but in their works they deny him. What about your works? What about your attendance at church? Does that profess you know him or deny him? I mean, we're, we're just kind of pulling the layers back here and being honest with each other. That's why, that's why 2 Corinthians 13 is very important today. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Listen to it as I close. Examine yourselves as to whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Do, not, do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless you indeed are disqualified? Examine yourself. Made a profession of faith, really. So how's that proven? Are you leaning toward him today? You're leaning away from him? Do you, have a, do you have a profession or do you have a possession? Does the Holy Spirit of God live in you and direct you and guide you? And you ask God questions? Try asking God, God, do I, do I need to attend church or not? Ask him, do I need to tithe or not? And see what he says. Then you'll know the way you're pointed. So the point is, if any man... Come to me and hate not, love less, his mother and father, his spouse, his wife or husband, his children, their children, brothers and sisters. Yea, in his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. Number one, if you love anyone or anything more than Christ, you cannot be his disciple. First is Jesus your first priority. Secondly, check your propensity, the way you're living toward Christ or are you living away from Christ? Which way? Which way? Pointing toward Christ or away from Christ? And number three, are you profane? Do you, do you have just utter contempt for God and the things of God? And the point is, if your priority is not right, and you're leaning away from Christ, and you have no desire for God or the things of God, you are on the Judas road, and it don't end well. So this morning, who are you standing with? Standing with them, standing with him. Now Judas failed to repent, and the outcome was terrible. The Bible says that he went out and he hanged himself, must have stayed there for a good while because the rope gave way and he dropped and was over a ledge and he hit that ledge and his, his bowels burst aside. He burst it open. And then he went to a place and that's another sermon for another time. But he failed to repent. And my friend, I shared with you at the beginning, thank God he repented. 
He came back to Christ in that personal relationship. We got this thing about a Christian and, and one that has the possession, one that has a profession, because a Christian will always come back. They'll come back. But that one, it just has a profession, not the possession. They'll stay out there in that hog pen, and they won't want to come back. Let's bow our heads for a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity we've had to share your word this morning. I pray for every person here, God. I pray for those who have never trusted you as Lord and Savior of their life. I pray today they'll turn loose what hose them. I know your word teaches that the devil, that he, he comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But you've come that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And I pray, Lord, for those today who have never trusted you, that today that they would stop where they are and they would turn from their sin and turn to you in repentance. And as they turn in repentance to you through faith in you and the gospel that you came and that you died on the cross for our sins, you were buried, you arose again. And Lord, we're waiting for you. This sermon weighed heavy on my heart, Lord. And so thank you for allowing me to live long enough to preach it. And I pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit's gone from person to person. And during this invitation time, I pray that people will respond. In Jesus' name, amen. Tears going to lead us.